What is up, all you podcast people? You clicked on something that led you to where you currently are now, and that is the Questions Hip Hop Trivia Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Kantrowitz, and I realized that in the last episode, I don't think I ever actually said my name. So pardon me for that. I wasn't trying to be rude. Uh, This right here is a classic episode of The Questions from August 5th, 2021, featuring J-Ro from The Alcoholics, one of hip-hop's all-time great groups, West Coast legends, and J-Ro was an incredible guest. He not only smashed the game with his hip-hop know-how, but he shared so many cool stories and insights from his career that it's really impossible to pick just one highlight. What's also interesting is that the Licks recently appeared on Nori's Drink Champs podcast, but not J-Ro. J-Ro was unable to attend. So think of this episode as sort of like the part of the alcoholics compendium to get your full, recent, in-depth exploration of all things related to the Licks. A couple notes before we hop into this. As the show was originally broadcast in a visual format, I'm going to be popping in with some after-the-fact narration for our second round, Picasso Baby, to describe the pieces of album art that J-Ro is being challenged to identify. Hey, if you haven't already done so, be sure that you rate this podcast and leave a comment so that the algorithm shows a little love to your favorite hip-hop trivia show. And visit questionshiphop.com to sign up for our mailing list and to stay up to date on all future episodes and so much more. All right, enough talking. Without further ado, let's get into our episode with J. Rowe of The Alcoholics. Who did it first? Who did it best? Who did it worst? That's the question. Who rapping there? That remix and what happened when? That's the question. And if you ain't know what needs, then my guys knowin' what you need. Some answers to the questions. Yo, yo, what up? Are we all good now? We're, we're all good. They tried to stop us. You know, they said it wouldn't happen, but we made it happen, man. We made it happen. Boom, boom, boom. That's how we got to do it, man. You know, it's like... What's up? We have you on the show. It's like we're on the next level, you know? It's another round with J-Row. Uh, we're, we're rocking with the best. The best you can. I'm just trying to cram in as many <laughs> references. They, they, they always trying to stop us, man. But, you know... Like you, like you said, we just take it to the next level, man. So just tell them to make room. It's all good. You know what I think it is? I think what they have to keep in mind is they can't tell you shit. They can't tell you shit. That's right. <laughs> so. Not at all. Not at all. It's liquid. It's all liquid. All right. If we keep playing this game, I know you're going to win because you know more alcoholics references off the top than I do. So. Hey, you know, content's under pressure, you know? Damn it. I was going to do that. I was going to do that. All right. Uh, so, listen, I want to give you a, a huge thanks, a huge shout uh, for joining us today on the show. This is episode number 107. And, you know, this is... Uh, wow. 107. Like, are there, is it that many artists? <laughs> Sometimes it feels like I'm going to run out, but no, there's still... Am I the last one? <laughs> Uh, oh, good. I, y'all reached out to me like a, about a year ago, so I remember, man. So, so I'm glad we we finally getting this chance to do it. 
Absolutely. Super dope. Absolutely. That's that's the, le the lesson of persistence. You know, you, sometimes you got to plant the seed and wait. It could be a year, but the time was right now. So I'm glad that we were able to have you on now. So we appreciate it. Right now. So we're going to get into some, some hip-hop trivia. And I, I always like to tell our guests that we have on the show, we kind of have two schools of thought in this game. We have some guests okay. who are like, I'm doing this by myself. If I don't know the answer, I'm just going to try my hardest. And then we have other guests who they sometimes like to look down at the chat because the chat knows sometimes they're, they're like your lifeline. So we don't judge. Uh, Both of them are valid. I'm just telling you that you have the option. If, if you want to use the chat, you can. Okay. It's like a, like the lifeline. It's like the lifeline. Exactly. So uh, if you're ready to do this, then I think we should get into it. Well, I'm, I'm ready as I, I can be. Ready as he can be. We got Jay Rowe from the Alcoholics in the House. Show sure you love everybody. We got more um, the Knicks. We're gonna get in right now with our first round, and the first round is called "The Choice Is Yours." This is our general multiple choice round. You ready to do this? Black sheep. You already know. No, you're just trying to get bonus points right now. Um, <laughs> all right, here we go. Dr. Dre's stepbrother is this fellow G Funk artist. Is it Nate Dogg? Corrupt. Battle Cat or Warren G? Who is Dr. Dre's stepbrother? Well, I have a um, a project that I'm doing. It's a little secret project with my man Cor Corrupt. And um, we just reached out like right before I got on here to my man Warren G, man. So what's the answer, though? I feel like you're dropping a lot of – you, we know that you're West Coast royalty, so it, it's not a surprise that you've uh, – you, you, you know all these cats. But what is the answer? Who is Dr. Dre's stepbrother? Got to go with Warren G. He's going Warren G. Let's see if he's right, folks. It was a clear black night, a clear white man, Warren G was on the streets trying to <laughs> – Shout out to Warren. Oh G. yeah, uh, Warren, yeah yeah. Warren G is a former guest on the show. We we had him back probably about fifty episodes now, if, if I'm uh, if I'm remembering right. But um, can you talk at all about this corrupt project? I know you said it was what Swift. up, East Swift. East Swift is in the I house. Can't, I can't really talk about it. Um, I already said too much, but I, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just say like this. It's called the Vapors. And, it's, and of course, we don't spell it correctly. V a p i r z. Okay, it's not not SEO friendly, but but I mean it, it has its advantages, I suppose. That's good. Um, Want to give a shout out shout out to my love Sophia. She she's on here too. Thank thanks for uh, organizing this for me right here. Shout out to my Sophia. Love. Always always respect the organizers and the people who help connect the dots. We respect that for sure. So. I want to ask, you know, we're talking about, you know, Corrupt, Warren G. You guys, the Licks were always like a West Coast group, but you guys never really seemed, you, you guys were doing your own thing. Like, you, you weren't doing like a G-Funk thing. It, it, not, not even gangster rap, really. Like, was that a conscious yeah. choice? And did you ever kind of feel pressure to like, did you ever get pressure from the label or other people to be like, oh, you know, the West Coast sound is... Absolutely. I mean, a lot of people thought we were from the East Coast or somewhere like that. And uh, Tash and Swift being originally from Ohio, me being from L.A., we all love, we just love funk music, you know. So we used to um, go into all these funk breaks and all that. But, um, <clears throat> you know, we came up with King T. 
if you listen to King T's records, even if you listen to some of uh, Dr. Dre, NWA records, they were hip hop. It was breaks, scratching, cutting. DJ was very involved. Yeah. And when the um, G Funk sound came out, we were so so hip hop b boys that we didn't want to be labeled as biters or nothing like that. We wanted to come with original sound only. So we consciously, we even had a song um, that was on a uh, college radio. It was like blowing up on college radio and the sample was more bounce to the ounce. Yeah, yeah. This is this is before uh, we even were called the, the alcoholics. So, um, you know, we 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 even said we're not going to do that. We, we're just going to go with a with an original sound. You know, we don't want to really sound like anybody because some people will say like, "Oh, you guys sound East Coast," but then I, I ask them, "Who do we sound like?" Right. And they're like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah." So it's you know we just we just we just stay stay original, man. It's alcoholic sound, liquid. No, I mean that's. 100% correct and that's I mean I think that's what so many people dig about you that it is like its own sound they say they say you sound east coast but I think that's really their way of sound, saying you don't sound like what we usually think west coast sounds like there you go yeah so now I get pressured more like when someone wants to do a feature or they send me beats, I get pressured even more now than back then because they're like, I got this West Coast beat. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, bro. I love it. I, I love it. But what, what are you? Yeah. You, you probably must have missed something. Right. What, what are you expecting? You must have missed something, homie. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. We're going to move on to our second question. We got J-Row from the Licks in the house. St. Ives tapped this producer to design the malt liquor company's radio and TV spots back in the 90s. Who did they tap? Was it Jay Swift, DJ Pooh, DJ Quick, or Madlib? Who was the producer that designed the St. Ives radio and TV spots? Well, back in uh, 1980, 85, 86, I used to have a crew called Total Control. And that crew consisted of my cousin Suave D, Scotty D was our manager, Cold Crush Chris, King T, who we called T La T at the time. He was a dope DJ and rapper, and none other than my big bro, DJ Pooh. DJ Pooh is the answer. Let's go. DJ Pooh is correct. Killing it, killing it. I mean, yeah. you, you not only have the answers, but you have obviously the background and the legacy to, to, to draw on these stories. You, you probably talked about this with Pooh. You probably like were talking to him about the St. Ives campaign when all that was happening. Absolutely. I mean, they, they actually, we used to spend a lot of time at East Swift House. That was like the headquarters. They used to drop off 12 cases uh, a week. To right in front of the house. The truck, St. Ives truck, would pull up in front, drop drop off 12 cases of uh, St. Ives, 40 ounces. Wow. And we didn't wait till they got cold. We'd drink them hot. You know, we told this story before, but um, yeah. we were heavily involved uh, with that whole thing. We were at a lot of the recording sessions and, and whatnot, actually. So I want to know, you know, you guys are called the alcoholics. Anybody who's listened to the records, they know that, like, you know, the, the songs are celebrating drinking, you know, and you guys are, are that's like part of the, the brand, that's part of the messaging. 
Was there ever a point like when you don't want to have a drink at a show and like, you know, fans are just like, oh, J-Ro, come on, drink with us. Like, do, do you ever feel like, damn, I wish maybe we had picked another name or like maybe we like, like had, had expressed like, yo, we also like, uh, like pizza as well. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, we was off. We was with up for every challenge. We were up for every challenge and uh, never lost a battle. Um, I've, I've only lost one battle in my, my entire career, and that was with um, my guys from Detroit, man. <laughs> Royce the 5'9". It wasn't actually Royce the 5'9", but his, his big homie, uh, Big Big Mike. This was a drinking we were battle. In, yeah, we were in Czech Republic, and, uh, you know... I ain't, I ain't gonna make no excuses, but you know he kind of set me up. Okay. But uh, he—that's my only loss. That's my only loss. You know. <laughs> you, can, you can look it up. He got a mixtape where they talking about it. They said I was throwing up like a baby. You wow. was throwing up like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's hard. That's hard. But hey, I mean, one one loss is not bad for the legacy of battles. So I, you know. Yeah, but crazy thing, big up, big up to E Swift and Tash. Crazy thing is, we we don't even drink anymore, you know. And uh, we we got we got our new Smokeaholics brand uh, out there. So yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, we we did a we did a lot, man. We we uh, drank up the whole world. I I think you drank. I think you you earned the right to to ease up on it. Like nobody's gonna be like, oh, like you guys probably drank your fair share. That like you <laughs> for sure, for sure. All right, we're like gonna... every day. Exactly. All right, we're gonna move on to the third question. In 1999, the Neptunes remixed this artist single, "The Greatest Romance Ever Sold." which featured a guest verse by Q-Tip. Was it Babyface, Beanie Man, Britney Spears, or Prince? Who was the artist that the Neptunes remixed for the greatest romance ever sold? We had Whoa. to pull out some stumpers, bro. We had to pull out some stumpers. I mean, you know, we had a good time recording with Pharrell, man. He's one of the, the realest producers. Most most producers send you a beat, then you go make the song, and then it says produced by that person. Right, right. He actually he actually produced best you can. I mean, for real. He had the whole vision in his head, and nobody ever told me how to rap in my life. He was like, "You should rap like this, J. Ro. On here, you should rap just like this." I was like. You got some hits, okay? <laughs> especially then, especially then, like like when you when you guys worked with them for best you can, like they were they were the the height of heights at that era. Yeah, yeah. I mean they they were they were still coming up. They did a lot of crazy stuff after that, but I don't I'm not familiar with this song. Hmm. And um, I know they work with everybody, man. Um. We can uh, we, we look at the chat, too. I'm seeing a bunch of different names. I'm seeing the chat saying Babyface, Prince. Uh, I don't know. You got you to gotta go with your gut on this one, J-Ro. Oh, man. I, I, I was thinking maybe Britney. They, did they work with Prince? Like, they did a Babyface? Race. 
and then Q-Tip was on the remix. So it's Q-Tip rapping. So who would Q-Tip get on a song with? I'm going to just go with who I hope. Uh, uh, Prince. Let's go with Prince. He says Prince. Let's see if he's correct. Prince is correct. Woo! Thank you, chat. <laughs> the chat came through on that chat one. Came through because because sometimes the chat's enthusiastic, but they don't come through. Sometimes the chat will yeah, down a wrong tunnel. You know what I'm saying? They, they just be throwing them out there, you know. Yeah, they they're not at stake. They have they have nothing going on. Um, you guys right. had Q-Tip as well. Q-Tip was on the remix to that song, and you guys had Q-Tip uh, on your second album. Um, what, yeah, yeah, how, how all the way live. How, how did that connection happen? Well, actually, the first major tour we were ever on was with Tribe Called Quest and De La Soul, man. Mm. I mean, luck, lucky us. We learned how to, we learned how to tour um, from those guys. We really did, too. Like, they really gave us some pointers. They took us under their wing. They supported what, what we was doing. So um, after we did this tour... Uh, you know, Loud Records had moved the company from L.A. to New York. Um, they moved out to New York. And um, we were out there, and uh, we, we hooked up with him, and he, he just came through the studio, and we knocked it out. Oof. Classic. Yeah, man. Classic. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, I got to rep my shirt here. I'm wearing my Peoples and Low End and Marauders and Beats. And there's oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a tribe tri vibe. Rest, rest in peace of Fife Dog, man. You know, those was our brothers, man. The whole crew, Daylight, all them, man. We had had a great time with them. What's your favorite Tribe record? If you like, gun to your head, and you got to pick one, which which was the one that uh, you liked the most? You know, this song called "If the Papes Come." That's not, yeah. Wow, deep cut, man. J Rose like, J Rose the superman. That that song just is when they say the a vibe. That's a, that song just got a vibe. I mean, it's it's really it's hard to pick out of all their songs, but I I love that song. Absolutely, yeah. That's there's no wrong answer. All right, we're gonna move into the last question of our first round here. In the music video for Coolio's 1994 single "Fantastic Voyage," what does the convertible that the rapper rides in transform into at the end of the clip? Does it turn into a dog, a bicycle, a blunt, or a cloud? What does the what does the convertible transform into? Well, Coolio is is like a big bro to me. And back in the eighties, before he even came out with these albums, he was one of the most feared MCs in Los Angeles. Mm. For real. Like Nobody wanted to battle this dude. He would just walk up to you and start busting. That was his thing. Like, when I first met him, he said, you a rapper? He just started busting on me. And I was like, whew. <laughs> Who is this dude? Oh, that Scotty D was like, it's Coolio. This this Coolio. I was like, hey, he, he need to be out there, you know? Yeah. Um, so that being said, we um, really started um, hanging out a lot. I used to go to his house in Compton. And um, if you look at look at his album, I'm the only guest appearance on his album. Right? 
Yeah. Only one guest appearance on his album, and I'm I'm the only one. He and he called me and said he said J Row, I don't put I don't I don't do guest appearances, but um, I'm gonna get you on on my album, man. You you always been solid, and y'all you know. So that that was a, a blessing, man. But um, you know, Cali culture, man. It's either cars or bikes, man. Go with the bike. Jero, you got some of the smoothest transitions I've ever heard in these answers. This is like you're a, you're a seasoned professional here. He says bikes. Let's see. Bike is correct. Scrapers. Scrapers. <laughs> Shut up, man. You know, you, you brought up a great point. I feel like Julio sort of wrongly gets lumped in as like a one-hit wonder or like not like not like held in the regard and like that's not true at all, man. I don't know, like, why that perception is, but he had so many great songs and the albums and, like, even collaborating with artists like yourself. You know, I, I feel like I want to take a stand on the I think Julio gets a bad rap. Uh, uh, I remember. I remember. That's the song we did together. Right. <laughs> I, I didn't know but, you were but, I remember if you were going to say. Yeah, yeah. Nah, but um, you got to go back to Dove C and the Mass Circle, you know some some things like that. And um, man, he was a rap rap machine. People really missed that part, and you know that part of him. But by the time he came out, he just he was just making hits. Making hits. That ain't easy. That ain't easy to do. Definitely not. Shout out to J Live in the chat. Uh, shout out to MC and former guest J Live. Uh, um, all right, we're going to move into our second round, Jiro. Uh, flawless so far. The second round is called Picasso, baby. Picasso. Let's go, Picasso. So in this round, I'm going to show you great artist. I'm going to show you a piece of an album cover, and you have to tell me what the album is by the little piece of it that you see. So let's see. We've tested your brain. Now we're testing your eyes. It's a close-up of what appears to be a green car. Is it King T at your own risk? UGK riding dirty, too short, born to Mac, or Paul Wall, the people's champ? Well, if I'm not mistaken, my phone isn't that clear, but that's a green 6'4 Impala. Mm. And uh, I know who the owner of this was, and I just want to give a big, big rest in peace shout out to Starving Marvin um, for letting, you know, letting this, this, car be seen to the world and be classic on King T at your own wrist album. Yet another one. I mean, King T is uh, obviously a huge part of the alcoholic story. Um, yeah, the Godfather. The Godfather. The Godfather, yeah. I mean, like, what, uh, you know, how has your relationship been throughout the years and like you know what i mean that's like family there that's like that's like brother that's like brotherhood i'll tell you like this king t's mom and my mom went to elementary school together wow so when you talk about family it's family wow we we it was no accident you know so yeah we go way back man our parents they still keep in touch and uh King T is, is my brother, man. I can't put it no other way. 
For sure. But um, you know, he 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 uh he gave us our 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 kickstart, man, for sure. Most people don't know he actually used to be my DJ. So within wow. like a two week span, he went from being my DJ to me being his hype man. <laughs> wow. Wow. But that just shows how close it, ha- it happened, happened like that. Wow. Yeah, yeah, the whole switch. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. All right, we're going to move on to our second uh, album in this film. Let's go. This is a little more abstract, but there's definitely some blue, maybe purple hues, some people standing in the background against a brick wall, and a shoulder with what appears to be a jersey in the foreground. Is it Gangstar's moment of truth? Mike Geronimo, the natural, naughty by nature, 1999, or is it nature for all seasons? Man, it it looks I'm I'm torn between two of them. All right, talk it out, talk it out. But um, it I'm pretty sure this is my homie. Uh, we spent a lot of time in Denmark together. He used to come out to Denmark and hang out, and uh, my boys they really liked him, so they would bring him out there a lot, and we we uh really got to know each other out there uh, when I used to live in Sweden uh, I lived right over the bridge from Copenhagen so we used to come out there kick it all the time man and it looks to me like this is Mike Geronimo the natural let's go baby let's go I gotta say no matter what happened you haven't gotten a single question wrong yet so you're in great shape but even outside of that I'm gonna I'm gonna anoint you right now smoothest transitions in the history of the show we've never had a guest who so seamlessly was like a story it's it's all if I was watching this right now, I would say that you were reading a script and that you knew what I was going to ask you, but you don't. This is all <laughs> off the top. Incredible. Hey, man, I, you know, it, it might be some TV show producer watching or something. I, I need a job, man. Hey, I'm I'm for hire <laughs> right now. Boom. Hey, listen. This COVID, this COVID thing been rough, man. You know, I need some work. <laughs> hey, yeah, we, we've all been there. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. But, yeah, man, it, it's just this is fun, man. Thank you for, uh, you know, creating something like this. This is this is dope. I love it. Oh, man, I appreciate sure. that so much. Okay, we got the last question in the second round. What album cover is this? It's a close-up shot of someone's chin and smiling mouth with a light bluish color in the background behind him. Is it Blueprint, Adventures in Counterculture, Torre, Entitled, Blue in Exile, Below the Heavens, or Blue Sky, Black Death, Late Night Cinemas? For real? Are you serious? I'm being serious. Okay, whose mouth is that? (laughs) Blueprint, Adventures. Man, this, this one... This this is one I just really don't know. Okay. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go for what I know, and um, go with the homies Blue and Exile. Hopefully. Blue and Exile is correct. Oh, what? I mean, <laughs> listen, listen. This is I was on the edge of my seat, and I know the answer. Killing it. 
killing it. Shout out to Mad Skills in the chat. Mad Skills. Mad Skills was guest number one. He was our first guest when we ever did one of these. Of, of course he was. <laughs> of course, as he should be. He's a hip hop. What up? Player. What up, Skills? Absolutely. What up? Um. You know, Blue is obviously a, a younger, I mean, he's been around now for over a decade, but, you know, like, he's one of the newer cats on the West Coast. How uh, how much do you kind of pay attention to people that are coming up and kind of bubbling up? Is that something that you kind of keep your ear to, or, or how, how do you discover new artists? I mean, it's, it's been a lot of years, man, but, um, you know, I tried for a long time, but it, it's just, you know, my my brain can only contains so much you know what i'm saying so just moving on to other things in life and yeah all of that what's up what's up hey yo my name is jay bro um <laughs> but, you know yeah our you know what cool. our brains are ipods they can only hold so many songs in our brains and eventually we kind of get to yeah. the point where we're like i'm just gonna listen to what I have in my in my iPod. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right, right. I mean, I, for real, I, I listen to a lot of house, deep house, mm. house music nowadays because I'm just, it's just, it's too much. You know, it's too many lyrics. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, for sure, for sure. Sophia know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm taking a quick break here to tell you all about the only way out is through the new instrumental album by King Michael Coy. The Grammy-nominated producer, composer, and multi-instrumentalist's latest project is available on all digital platforms via the good folks at Delicious Vinyl. It's 15 tracks that run the gamut from head nodder anthems to melodic orchestral instrumentation and everything in between. And aside from the music, I think that this album has got to set some sort of record for the longest and funniest song titles ever. I'll give you an example. Some people, lol, I really desire breaking my arm and rotator cuff from smacking the living shit out of you. Oh, that's the tornado punch head ass. Guys, that was the name of one of the songs. And there's 14 others. You're just going to have to read them and listen to the music to get the full gist. So come find out why King Michael Coy's resume boasts production work with artists like Dr. Dre, Anderson Pack, Her, Ms. Lauren Hill, Buster Rhymes, and Bilal. The Only Way Out is Through is available on Delicious Vinyl, wherever you stream music. This is a questions-approved listening experience, people. And now back to the show. Well, <laughs> it's good that we're, we, we're talking about we're done with lyrics, because now we're going to move away from lyrics, and we're going to go into our third round, which is called Digging in the Crate. Yeah, so Master C, what up, my brother? This is the uh sample round so i'm going to ask you questions about samples play you a sample and then you got to tell me based on what you hear what the answer is so so far okay. flawless score so far jero flawless score this is you're on a hot streak um, yes Pre the pressure's on the pressure is on all right so first question method man and red man single the rock wilder interpolates lyrics by this group i'm going to play you the song, and you tell me what group they're interpolating here. All right, so who are they interpolating there? Is it De La, Cypress Hill, Run DMC, or NWA? Well, 
I think, you know, it's not too many people that can smoke more than red and meth, smoke weed. And, um, you know, it's another group, another guy, Be Real, my, my man Sin Dog, DJ Mug, Cypress Hill, baby, let's go, let's go. Tell me a little bit more about the Smokeaholics. Smoke, Smokeaholics, right? Uh, is the, yeah, the Smokeaholics is is a brand. We have a, a few different strains, and we're coming with uh, music and, and merchandise to go with the strains. So, for instance, you go in the store, you buy a, a Smokeaholics, uh, one of the strains, and it'll have a QR code on there with the song for that strain wow. so we're making songs uh, a lot of people ask well, you guys making a new album uh, we making songs and we doing we doing stuff like that um, specialty songs for you you know what I mean we're gonna keep it going like that I love it and I love it it's such a cool it's modern in the way that you're doing it and it's just cool to expand into other things too you know like it, we, we all gotta be entrepreneurs have multiple lanes and like shout out to like cannabis companies and, and, and strings that like that's a thing right. like 20 years ago yeah, I don't think I would have anticipated this you know what I'm saying and nobody buying records no more so we gotta do something but, but you can't stream weed that's the thing you can't download and stream weed you have to buy that shit so buy peace that man who's, who's this he got he Stevie Wonder, yeah, he 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 he's going deep into the J Row lyrics right there. Oh, we we got some licks fans in the house, so I mean, like, it's all right. Uh, okay, we're gonna move on to question number two in this uh, round. Which of these? Okay, so which of these artists was the last to sample and flip seven minutes of funk after the Alcoholics did it in 1993? So I'm gonna play you the sample. All these people did it, but who sampled it last? So here's the sample. Obviously, classic, classic sample that the licks uh, flips for only when I'm drunk. Um, but which of these artists was the last to do it? All of these guys used it, but one of them did it last. So we're, 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 we're cranking up the intensity here, J-Row. I mean, Jay-Z did it, like, right after us. Right after. Um, Coolio, I don't remember this one. Mad Lion, I just know that um, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, they did it first that I know of, mm. and it was like with a, with a live band, mm. the song that they did. And then, of course, uh, my hip-hop heroes, EPMD, came out with it, It's Your Thing. And um, the song Only When I'm Drunk that we used it on, we actually had done that song to another beat. And we couldn't clear the sample. Oh wow! So the the album was done. The album was done. And here's here's a really good uh, something good for the archives, right? Tell us. 
every song we did on that album, we was drunk. I, I was drunk. Like we would, it was, it was like a, a routine because we would come to the studio. We would order from this place called Pink Dot. We would order forties and all of this stuff. I used to, I remember I was drinking this cider at the time. I don't know why, um, but we was just throwing them back and and we'll be we'll do the songs. But this day, we had to do this song over, and we didn't have a lot of time. I remember Ice-T came to the studio this day, actually. He came up to the studio, um, hang out with us. And um, I was totally sober when I did this song. Wait. So, first of all, I thought you were going to say that the, that the little tidbit for the archives was that you guys were drunk when you did the album. I was like, respectfully, Jay, that, that's, not that, that's not a hot tip. I think we kind of knew that. But you're saying that you guys... So you faked it. You, you you were not drunk when you were recording Only When I'm Drunk. The only song on 21 and over, I was sober as a priest. So, I was super sober, bro. So like, and that's like maybe one of the drunkest, drunkest performances on the album. You're doing like, you know, the hiccups and like all that. <laughs> that's, that's, man, somebody give this man Jero an acting gig or a host. <laughs> Come on. You know what it Come is. Come on, I'm, I'm available. I'm available. Let's go. He's available. Um, but uh, yeah, that that was that was it. But the answer to this, man, I'm I'm gonna just throw one in the air, man. Afura. He says Afura. So we're gonna actually go on a little uh, go on a journey here. I'm gonna play them in order from earliest to last. So let's see who did it first. Jay Z. How'd you feel when you heard Jay-Z did that? Was it like, a, oh, cool, he's paying homage? Or was it like, a, who is this young artist who's fighting our shit? No, I mean, we, we couldn't really hold on to that one because of EPMD. Yeah. We were paying, we were paying homage, you know, at the time. Um, Can't own no loose. But, it was, but in the, I mean, all, all the best to Jay-Z, man. I'm so happy for him. When I, when I met him, he, when he first came out, he told my kids that he said your your father is a legend, and I'll never forget that. And um and I'm so happy for his success, man, for sure. That's amazing. Um, but but um you know it, he, I'm sure he was a fan of EPMD just like we were, man. So totally. can't be mad at that one. Okay, so Jay Z did it first. Here's who did it second. Coolio. Third. This is the moment of truth. Who did it third? Bad Lion. <laughs> the fourth. My guy, Afura. Afura. Wow. Wow, that was that was a that was a close one. We had to turn up the heat. That was a close one. I, I just figured he was putting out records a little later, you know, so maybe it would be him. But uh, yeah, that's my guy too. We he moved out to Europe after I did, so big up, big up. We we used to chill. Awesome. I gotta ask you, and I've talked to other rappers before, and I talked to uh, I talked to El Decente about this because he tours in Europe so much. What is it about mm. Europe and like American hip hop? Like they love American hip hop out there. I mean, I, I I moved to Sweden in 2003. I lived, I stayed there for 15 years. You know, 
And uh, so big up to all my people. I, I taught in a hip hop school from 2005 to, for about six, seven years. Wow. And uh, this, this was before all the whole so- social media thing. But, you know, a lot of people know this story of, of me living out there. I was the only one living out there at the time. Yeah. J. Rue used to come visit me. J. Rue, he lives in Berlin now. Yeah. Uh, Apple Rob moved around, Czech Republic, Portugal, a few places. And, um, you know, but the thing is with um, me being a teacher in a hip-hop school, we used to talk about this a lot. But um, the thing is, people say, oh, they, they, they're more into hip-hop than Americans, but... The truth is they, they're um, students. Mm. So you got to mm. realize that when we say something like some slang or something, they, they go, they what does that mean? Yeah. What does that mean? So they have to find out. We're like, yeah, I know what the, I did that yesterday. You know, right. it's dope because I, I lived it. But they, they're like, what? Why did he say that? <laughs> it's... Wow. Um, I always remember one of my students came up to me and he said, what does bust a bitch mean? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So I had to explain to him what that was is to make a (laughs) U-turn because the the pimps would be driving and they would see, they they go buster, you know, see her doing something wrong. And it just, it was just a slang, you know what I mean? So it, it, I used to have to <laughs> have to um, explain a lot of stuff like this, you know, like, and I would, it would trip me out because I'm like, I never really thought about why we say it, but this, this is, this is where, why we say it, you know? So it's more of a, a study. They're studying what, what uh, we do. You know, and um, I, and I have to imagine that it probably makes you sort of realize the power of your words, because it's like you're 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 writing something, and yeah, like people are gonna sing it, you know, in their car or sing it at shows, but it's even bigger than that, where you have people on the other side of the world who are like, uh, Jiro, what does it mean to bust a bitch? <laughs> like, right. That's, that's <laughs> <super wild. laughs> so yeah, this, this is this is amazing because the the language. Uh, aspect of it really is why they're they're into it like so into this this stuff and and once then they start knowing more about it than we do right they'll tell you they'll tell you more about the song and what they saying and the history of it you know because they're actually studying and, and want to know these things and we we kind of take it for granted so for me it's not really like they love hip-hop more it's just they're they're more interested in it. Right. That's a good way of putting it. Um, that certainly sounds cooler than my college experience, so I'm a little jealous that I didn't get to ask you about slang. But we, we got the final question of our third round here before we go to our final. This producer sampled Paul Marriott's Melancholy Man on a song featuring Detroit duo Frank and Dank. So I'm going to play you the sample. You tell me what producer flipped this on a song that's pretty dang. Here we go. Was it Jay Dilla, Mad Lib, Pete Rock, or DJ Premier? 
Okay, if I get one wrong, it might be this one. Okay. But I got to go, you know, back when we first started, once again, we went out to the city called Oxnard. We hooked up with this crew called the Loot Pack, you know. Um, Cracker Jack, DJ Rome's, and this, this cat producer named Mad Lib. They also had a dude named Can Kick with them. And um, he uh, actually produced the song uh, Mary Jane mm. that we did and a few few other killing it and all that. What's up, baby? I love you, Sophia. Right on, Sophia. And, um, and um, you know, so, you know, I got to go with, with our man, Liquid Crew, affiliate, Mad Lib. Oh. Correct. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you just said this. You set it up perfectly because that's what you do. You're J-Rum from Alcoholics. You're the master transitioner. You got to work that into your rap somewhere now. But you, you worked with Madlib pretty early in both of your careers. And yeah, uh, know, Madlib may not have had the most, like, successful run at, like in the in the beginning and in the duration of his career but like it's kind of crazy to see where he's at now right like he very much is played by his own rules and he's he's like kind of it, it's rare that a producer gets bigger and bigger and bigger that way and he yeah has. It's, a, it's amazing it's amazing like some it's it's like he's the most known unknown producer in the world the unseen. like sometimes yeah. i've 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 tried to explain to him, to people who don't know who he is, like, you know, Mad Lib is. They'll be like, no, and it's just like, wow. <laughs> right. but, but you probably then, know some of the songs he's done, or you know the people that he's worked with. But you may not know. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, because you know he's he's a he's a um, very reclusive individual, also. You know, so he's not like always out there and stuff. But the people who do know him, they know, they respect him, and uh, it's it's just amazing because when when we uh, met him, he was still in high school. We were we were out of high school already, and um, you know, so we you know a lot of people think we were like super young when we came out, but yeah, we weren't. <laughs> we was like the older brothers already, you know, so. Um, they were they were still in high school, bro, and uh, we actually had to go um, ask his father for permission to take him out on the road. Wow! Yeah, yeah, I remember that. We had to go go get the permission. It's like, go, can we take him out on the road? We'll make sure he's he's good, he's taken care of, and all that, you know. And um, and that and the story. Story goes from there, man. Incredible, incredible. Yeah, we uh, we 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 know somebody who uh, works and and knows works with and knows Madlib, and we asked them like as we try to get guests to come on the show, we were like, "You think Madlib would would do this?" And they said, "Madlib doesn't even use a cell phone, as far as I know. Like, so we don't think that he's." Uh, we kind of had to take that out. We were like, "All right, maybe we won't get Madlib." But maybe one day. He probably, he probably, he probably still got one of these, like me, <laughs> Beeper. Wait, you have a Beeper? We, we gotta go. 
we gotta go back to the to the Stone Age, man, to the eighties on the corner days, man. For sure, for sure. I just, I just We're gonna go to, back back to those days, I, right? I just wanna take a moment to just uh, everybody soak this in that this man J Ro casually pulled out a beeper right now. Like I, I don't I have I have so many questions, but we can't get into it right now. Man, yeah, rocking yeah. it. This it's, it's a it's a blue it's a Bluetooth speaker. I got them on deck. Eighty bucks. Hit me up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, you should you should have kept it just the the mystery of why you had a beeper. People would have been like, "Yo, what does he know that we don't know?" So, all right. Yeah, nine one nine one one nine one one. All right, Jared. Steady, Steady B used to rock his right. Yes, absolutely. Shout out to Steady B. Um, we have reached our final round. The final round is called "Times Up." So this is our timed round. So all right, have, let's go. You're gonna have ninety seconds to answer five questions in the category of your choice. These are tonight's categories: talking about 2007, songs about drinks, or 40 questions, but not 40 questions, like 40 questions. So you pick your category. I mean, it's an easy one, man. Songs about drinks. Let's go. He's going songs about drinks. So, j I'm going to go through the rules uh, with you one more time really quick. You're going to have 90 seconds to answer five okay. questions. If you don't know the answer, you can say pass, and we'll go back to it. But if you answer incorrectly, that question is burnt. So you got to be careful how you answer the chat, Got it. the chat is here to help you. I have OC's time's up here, and it is time to 90 seconds. So when we stop hearing time's up, your time will be up. You ready to do this? You lack the minerals and vitamins, irons and the niacins. Let's go. Wow, karaoke here. All right, so 90 seconds. Chat, help him out. Help Jim. me out, chat. Come on. Songs about drinks, and let's go. This rapper named his fourth album Chicken and Beer. Ludacris. Ludacris is correct. All right. This rapper featured as a guest on Amy Winehouse's single Cherry Wine. Ooh, common? It was not common. All right, we're going to move on to the next one. Name one of the actors who appears in the music video for Busta Rhymes' Past the Cavarcier Part 2. Puff Daddy. Puff Daddy is correct. We will allow that. Um, this group featured the song You Had Too Much to Drink on their second album. EPMD. EPMD is correct. Q-Tip is a guest on Mob Deep's drinking song, Drink Away the Pain, but he doesn't rap about alcohol. What is his verse about? Oh, um, Dead Homies. Dead Homies is incorrect. All right, that is the five questions. You did very well. I'm going to total up your score, but I want you to know, J-Ro, no matter what, you are a champion in our eyes. <laughs> All right, so let me, let me go over the No, 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 no. It's, it's fine. First, first, let's go over the ones you got wrong. Uh, Amy Winehouse had the song Cherry Wine. They featured Nas, the rapper Nas. Wow. Okay. And yeah, then, yeah. Uh, Q-Tip raps on Drink Away the Pain, but he doesn't rap about alcohol. He raps about clothing brands. He's talking about right. Lee Hill and Hugo Boss and all, all those. So never really made sense right. to me. If I ever talk to him, I'm going to ask him, like, hey, like, you're one of my favorite rappers. Why did you not rap about the theme? Like, it's a dope verse, but it's, right. it's whatever. 
So I'm going to tell yes. you story. I have one last question for you. Now that you've been on the show, who is somebody that you would nominate to come on next? We always like to ask our guests who they nominate or challenge to come on. So who's somebody that you think we should have on the questions next? Uh, have you had J. Rude Damager yet? We have not, and why the fuck haven't we? Holy shit. Why not? Why not? I mean, he's one of the most intelligent brothers in the game, man. So I, I nominate my brother J. Rude. He's J. I'm J. R. O. Not J. E. R. U. That's my brother. And uh, man, that's that's. I would love to see him on on here for sure. All right, we're gonna reach out. Maybe maybe you can shoot him a message too, and, and help uh, help him, you know, know what the program is. Uh, we'd love to have him. So you got thirteen out of fifteen. It's an impressive score. I want to tell you, former guests who have been on the show, wow. who you are now in the thirteen club. With. Okay, who's who's in the thirteen club? Who's in the thirteen club? I'm gonna just run through them real quick. Former guests. Del the Funky mm -hmm. Mike Geronimo, Paul Stewart, Big Les wow. from, from Rap City, Just Blaze, wow. Mad Skills, <laughs> uh, Open Mike Eagle, Lyric Jones, Questlove from The Roots, Jake One, Dante Ross, House Shoes. I mean, you're in a, you're in a really good crew right now. Ooh, it was pressure, man, pressure. I'll... I, 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 I'm honored to be in this in this group of people, man. Some of my favorites in the game, and uh, wow, that's that's big, man. For real, I, I, I honestly I did did my best, man. So let me let me I, sque you I squeaked I squeaked the few out there, man. You know what I mean? So that that was good, man. You you did your best, but I want you to know that even if you scored one out of fifteen right, you are J Row from the alcoholic. You're already winning. <laughs> You've already done everything that you set out to do. You are a leader <laughs> to some of the best hip-hop from its time, of all time. I mean, a legendary group, and you are a legend, and we appreciate you so much. Like, for real, this is a show about celebrating the people who soundtrack our lives. And I know that, you know, for everybody watching now, and people who will watch later when we put this up on YouTube and everything, this is just a pleasure, and we appreciate you so much. Hey, I appreciate you having me, man. It's it's been a a, a fun run. It's been a, a a blast. This whole uh, life, I remember, like praying to God that I can make a record and go out on tour one day, and all of that happened, man. I lived my dream. So thank everybody out there for uh, supporting the alcoholics, supporting the licks, supporting what I do. And uh, my family out there, everybody, you know, that I consider family, we still going, y'all. We still here. And um, I, I call this the second half, you know. This is the second half right here. So we made it. We, we we did good in the first half. You know, we took this little break yep. last year. And, you know, now it's the second half. Let's go. Absolutely. So anything you want to shout out to the people, what should we look for? Or how can people stay up to date on what's going on with J-Row and the alcoholics? Um, just just um, look out for uh, Smokeaholics. Look out um, for us out um, 
on some new on performance. We we all you know we all standing on our two feet. We feeling good. Big up to Tash, man. I'm so proud of Tash for what what he's done um, this last year in uh, East Swift. Man, he's doing it. He's doing real good, and uh, you know we're we're together. Most most people don't really realize that we're we're still a group, man. Since 1992, Alcoholics still a group. Never broke up. Crazy. Um, contrary to popular, you know, belief, we still we never broke up. We're still a group, and um, you know, we just re- very appreciative. You know what I mean? Like very, very. You know, going out to this show last week, and I'm signing records after records. It's just mind blowing. And I'm like, what? Why you want my autograph? <laughs> you know, but um, but for sure, man. You know. Um, J-Ro, got love for y'all, man. Always, always, man. God bless and, you know, big up to uh, uh, Scotty D, King T, the whole crew, man, that that, that started, we started with, and uh, everybody who supported us, man, from day one. That's that's it. It's too, too many to name, too many to name. And the whole, whole liquid crew, whole liquid crew. I'll see you, I'll see you, Cali Mellow fellow. Cali Mellow fellow. Jero, I want to thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate you, and uh, we'll see you around. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, my brother. And uh, keep doing this, please, and get Jay Rule for sure. Get Jay Rule. We gotta get the. We gotta get your your alcoholics uh, brethren as well. We gotta get Tash and E Swift on this too, because that'd be crazy as well. Absolutely, man. They they they. We all historians, man. They're gonna do good too. You get them. Amazing. For right. sure, man. Thank you so much. Amazing. We'll talk soon. Peace. This episode of the Questions Hip Hop was written and hosted by me, Sean Cantrowitz. The show's theme is by Midas the Beast and Czarism. Visit questionshiphop.com to keep up with all things related to the questions, including links to our YouTube, social media channels, and our Patreon if you want to support. Be sure to rate and subscribe to the show wherever you listen. Check out all the other excellent podcasts on Stony Island Audio. And hey, if you haven't already done so today, maybe play some music by The Alcoholics. You won't regret it. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace.